You know, it wasn't just the singing that, oh, was affected by our cameras being out. <laughs> I got to noticing that um, we had a blank screen up there, which normally means there's, there's usually a clock in the corner, and that may or may not help a preacher. <laughs> I've already been told to say good morning. Thank you, God. We love you. Amen. Let's go. <laughs> But if you will, turn in your Bibles, if you have them, to Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, and we will be reading verses 67 through 79. Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, reading verses 67 through 79. Then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke this prophecy. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has looked favorably on his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Thus he has shown the mercy promised to our ancestors and has remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our ancestor Abraham to grant us that we, being rescued from the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of God's word. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your servant, Zechariah. We thank you for the example that he truly is to those of us so many generations later who look and find hope through his story. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You know, if you think about it, Zachariah's story is an example for us today. Earlier in Luke's gospel, we hear that Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless, blameless. Zechariah was both priest and prophet, and his very name means God remembers. That's a pretty incredible name to live into. God remembers. His name describes his purpose, if you will, 
not only in his own life, but as a voice to the people of Israel, reminding them of God's faithfulness. Both he and Elizabeth were faithful to God. They were good people who attended to all the things of God that they should have attended to. Yet there was a void in their life. They had no children. Zechariah and Elizabeth had prayed continually for God to gift them with a child. They prayed believing God would answer their prayer. And I want to ask you this morning, have you ever faced a problem or a situation that you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that unless God intervened, it could not be solved or answered? Yet when an angel appeared to Zechariah in the temple and he told them, he told them that God was indeed going to answer their prayers, Zechariah doubted that possibility, saying to the angel, how can this be? We're so old. Now, isn't that just like us? <laughs> and no, I'm not referring to the age, because I think that can be across the board for anybody. But sometimes, don't we find ourselves praying, truly believing that God can and will answer our prayers, but when it comes right down to it, we doubt. We doubt because of our own limited ability to see how God works. Our scripture today has Zechariah filled with the Holy Spirit, praising God for answering their long-prayed prayers and following through on the promises spoken in the Old Testament and here being fulfilled in Jesus Christ. If you truly go back and read and reread the Gospel of Luke, he makes the point over and over and over again, especially in this first chapter, that Everything that is happening around John and Jesus was of the Holy Spirit. It was of the Holy Spirit. In Luke 1, 1, in Luke 1 15, we hear these words. The angel said, even before John's birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Luke 1:17 With the spirit and power of Elijah he will go before him 
to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. In Luke 1.32, the angel told Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of Man. Then in Luke 1.41, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And then finally in our scripture for this morning, Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke this prophecy. What more beautiful and appropriate message for this season of Advent. Zechariah's song is not only prophecy, but it is the result of being full of the Holy Spirit. A moment of God's Holy Spirit breaking into ordinary, mundane lives in the world and bringing in God's preferred and promised future. That spirit-breaking-in reality is what we find is the central theme of all of Luke's gospel, if you will. God hears every single <clears throat> prayer. He heard all of the prayers of Zechariah and Elizabeth and the people of Israel, and he could have answered those prayers at any time. But God waited. He waited for that perfect time. He wanted to not only answer the prayers of Zechariah and Elizabeth and the people of Israel, but he wanted to give them more, more than they asked for. And when he did, it wasn't just the personal answer of a child to Zechariah and to Elizabeth but to the people of Israel themselves. It was an answer that they had been praying for and longing for. When John was born and Zechariah saw his son, his heart and his mouth were full of praises. The spirit-filled poem from Zechariah in Luke's Gospel. Spoke out to a nation. In the commentaries it said the people of Israel had gathered around the temple 
and as Zechariah was in the temple attending to his duties, they were on their knees praying. They were on their knees praying. And when Zechariah emerged, he was different. He was different. And at the birth of his son, his heart and his mouth were full of praises to his heavenly father. Praises reminding the people of promises that had been made generations before. The words from David that he spoke through his mighty prophets. Zechariah spoke again that day. Promises of salvation from enemies, of redemption from anger and danger, of freedom, the freedom to love and live righteously before God. And those very promises were kept in and through the birth of John and Jesus. John's role would be that of preparer of the way, if you will. He was to serve as the prophet of the Most High. And I love Zachariah's words to his son, to his son, as he turned, I can just envision him tenderly turning to John and saying, for you, child, will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins, by the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide feet into the way of peace. And on that very first Christmas morning, the tender mercy of God did break through into the darkness of the world. And he came for everyone. And that light still continues to shine in the darkness. And it's a darkness that nothing can overcome. God's visit was something more than simply his presence felt. It's about more than seeing God in the person of the baby Jesus. When God visits God's people, God makes himself tangible in their lives tangible in their lives. God shows up to 
interrupt misery. He shows up with an intention to restore and to sustain his people. And we as God's creation have the ability and the knowledge to bear witness to his interruption into our lives. We see what God can do, what he has done, what he continues to do, and what he will do. And because we see, we are able to praise. As we close this morning, I want you to think about the one prayer, the one prayer that you have prayed for perhaps the hardest and the longest. The prayer that you have waited for the answer to And yet, you have yet to see it answered. As you think upon that prayer, hear these words from Zechariah. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. We see here in Luke's Gospel how Zechariah moved from faith to doubt to faith restored and then praises to his God and King. We remember the fullness in the way that God answered the prayers of Zechariah and the people of Israel. And we must remember that God answered those prayers in his time and in his way. And by that remembrance, my prayer is that you be refreshed in the hope of your own prayers that have yet to be answered. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for this lesson in patience and praise. Thank you that we have been able to see and perhaps even experience Zachariah's move from faith to doubt to all praises. Thank you for the hope that that brings to each and every one of us as we bow our heads in prayer today.
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.